Okay, May 12th. May 12th. Let's do a playoff recap before all the game sixes and sevens we got coming our way. Can't wait for game seven between the Celtics and the 76ers. Man, the 76ers should have won that game, shouldn't they have? Shouldn't they have? Okay. May the 12th. Let's do a quick recap of all the what's been going on in the playoffs. Pretty exciting things going on, right? Got Game 7's coming up tonight. Warriors at the Lakers. Are we at the end of the dynasty? Is this the end of the dynasty as we know it? Probably should end it sooner, right? But is this the end of it? Obviously, lots going on this uh, this coming summer. Are they going to re-sign Clay? Are they going to re-sign Dre? I love the Warriors. They've been my favorite team in the past couple of years. But from a pure business perspective, does it even make sense to re-sign Clay and Dre? Obviously, they are the core, making up the core along with Steph. Without one of the three, there are no championships, I do not believe. But yes, are we at the end of the dynasty? Excellent article by written by Brad Botkin, CBS Sports. Basically, he breaks down rather articulately, logically, and with a statistics to back up his argument basically talks about how Kerr has been super reluctant to play pick and roll with in his opinion the best pick and roll player of all time since Steph Curry and how effective the pick and roll has been against the Lakers and we've seen it getting to the paint coming off the pick and roll quite a bit so check that out he basically says that Kerr Brad Botkin that is excellent article he basically says that Kerr should be taking a share of the blame of what's happening with the Warriors being down to the Lakers, was 3-1, is 3-2, going into game six tonight. Poole's been kind of a no-show. Hate to say it, I like the kid. But when you get paid that kind of money, you got to produce a little more. Who was it that the, the broke, uh, broke, broke down his performance recently? St- uh, Steve Van Gundy, maybe? Said that Poole has been playing, has been taking bad shots. He's been taking tough shots. Very difficult shots. And as a result... Kind of reflects in his numbers. Obviously, the Lakers defense has been adjusting to whatever they believe Poole is trying to do. But his production could be better, obviously. Game 1, 21 points. Game game 2, 6 points. Game 3, 5 points. Game 4, 0. That's the game he got benched. Game 5, 11 points. He could be doing better. He should be doing better. And I agree. He does take a lot of way too hard shots. But beyond that, he's playing out of control. He's playing too fast. When he brings it a gear down, gets to the paint, you see him make sweet dishes, passing out of the paint, passing from the paint every now and then. When he slows, you know, when he slows it down a gear, he's more effective. So, are we in fact at the end of the dynasty? Obviously, Anthony Davis may or may not have a concussion. Got hit in the head by Kevon Looney last game. Saw it, kind of hit really near the brow area, not so much the temple, but who knows? A lot was made of it. TNT crew made fun of him a little bit. Which, and it's not funny. It's head injury. It's not funny. But I guess it's funny in a sense where... And no one wishes it upon him. But I guess we're all at the point where like, when is he going to get hurt? So he's supposed to play tonight, game six. But will he be affected by getting knocked in the head? Who knows? Andrew Wiggins is questionable with an injury to his ribcage. A fracture, a, 
I can't remember technically, but a fracture of cartilage in the ribcage area. Apparently, Looney played with the same injury in 2020. And apparently, it's extremely painful, so we'll see what that's like. But if he's not the same player, then man, I don't know if I'd give the Warriors a chance. He was exceptional last game. Andrew Wiggins, obviously very important to the team on both ends of the court. He was second best player in the finals last year, I believe, maybe throughout the entire playoffs, arguably. No shot without him, right? If he doesn't play. Dynasty as we know it could be over. End of an era. A lot has been said about Clay Thompson and his struggles. I mean, come on, man. You know, he's just showing us that he's human now, coming off those two injuries. I'm sure he's anxious to hit shots. Sometimes he is rushing it a little bit. He said that himself. And really what it comes down to is he's human now and not superhuman. Steph's been superhuman still. My goodness. What more could he do? Last couple of games, I'm just yelling at, yelling at the TV screen, which means I'm inadvertently yelling at, at my wife, saying, does Steph have to do everything? Does Steph have to do everything? To which she replies, yes, I believe that he does. And he has been. Is the dynasty over? And the thing is, you know, some of the games were close, weren't they? Probably should have won. I can't remember which game it was. Hey, Steph's not getting enough scoring support. You can break it down to, to a lot of things. Yes, I agree. I don't know why Steve Kerr is reluctant to just keep pressing with the, the, the pick and roll. It's been effective. Whoever they play pick and roll with, whether it's Wiggins or Draymond Green. I, end of the day, Steph needs a little more help. Obviously, with Clay struggling, Poole struggling, just not enough points on the board, man, is what it feels like watching these games. We all know the percentages come back from 3-1. Yes, it's game six tonight. Can they, can they force a game seven? I don't know. I don't know. They haven't really been able to, to do anything about Anthony Davis, although he does occasionally disappear on his own. Maybe due for another bad game as well. Actually, he's due for a good game tonight. And, you know, ever since like maybe halfway through the season, after seeing the Warriors lose to teams like the Nuggets, or the Bucks, it's very evident that they just lack size. And I was surprised, they didn't, and I, I, maybe maybe a slim pickings, but I'm surprised they didn't pick anyone up. Even even if, if anything, for six extra fouls, I'm surprised they didn't pick anyone up before the trade deadline. Size is an issue. And to be honest, I actually picked the Lakers to win this series because, as much as of a Warriors fan as I am, just because of the size advantage, and that has been an issue for the Warriors. But even though I am a Warriors fan, I keep. I keep underestimating them. I didn't think they would win Game 5 in Sacramento. I didn't think they would win Game 7 in Sacramento. I wasn't sure if they were going to win that series against the Kings, actually. And I'm not sure that they're going to win this one. Just not, you know, is it going to rear its ugly head again this evening? Warriors away struggles? Or is Steph Curry going to go nuclear? Is Game 6 Clay going to show up? He's been struggling. Maybe he's due. Is he a step slower? Maybe. Is he a little less explosive? Not that, he, not that his game was ever uh, predicated on that, but yes, he does seem a, a step slower, less explosive. But there doesn't seem to be anything physically wrong with him. He looks like he's got his legs under him. If anything, he's rushing shots. Some of them aren't going in. He's taking a couple of des- desperate shots, I guess just out of frustration, f- you know, for not chipping in, help his fellow splash brother, but it is quite possible that we will see a game six clay. With a slightly, with a slightly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? With AD compromised. We'll see what happens. But no Wiggins, 
I don't know. But again, can't count out Steph Curry, can we? No, sir. Cannot do that. Joker last night was a maestro. Y'all catch that game against the Kings? They destroyed them. Game was over in the first quarter. First, sec, second, second quarter. Over by the half, really. Crushed them with a 17-0 run in, in the first quarter. Suns couldn't recover from that. And a lot of NBA people picking the Suns. I did not because they just don't have enough depth. It's clear. They went in with all players healthy with, without, uh, with not enough depth. Chris Paul goes out. Aiton out last night. No shot. Mike Malone did an excellent job of adjusting the defense. Yeah, credit to the Nuggets. They came out with fire. They came out with uh, they, they came out playing hard. They came out with intensity. Mike Malone made some excellent adjustments defensively. Forced KD and book, uh, D-Book off their spots. Congested their space. And as a result, they were able to contain them with KD and, and D-Book struggling a little bit. And you know, he, quite frankly, what more can you ask from them? Playing crazy minutes at times during this series that they're... they're <laughs> They were playing like fire-breathing dragons in terms of, of their shot-making ability. wasn't sustainable. And not enough credit given to, to the Denver Nuggets. I don't really know why. I mean, the thing is, if you don't watch basketball, you might think that, seeing them. Aren't really, you know, they don't have like the notable superstars. But if you're a basketball fan, you've been watching the Nuggets. So why are you, you, there should be no surprises. Number one team in the West for quite some time. Most of the season, was it like six months of the season or something crazy like that? Well-rounded team, complete team. The core been together for a while. Yes, Murray missed two two uh, two playoffs and a full season. Michael Porter Jr. had some injury issues, but they're back now, looking like themselves. They got the squad. They're deeper. Can't say enough about the Nuggets picking up uh, Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown. Fantastic players. The kind of players you you need to have, should have, would want to have on a championship type ro- championship roster. They're a complete team. Mike Malone got them playing defense in Denver, which is a hard place to win anyways. They're looking good, man. I'm not surprised that they, they beat the Suns. No one should be surprised that they beat the Suns. But the Joker is just a maestro. He's like a he's he's it's like he's composing and orchestrating the symphony out there. Can play inside out, outside in, can hit the occasional three. His shot, his three point shot looks like you know those giant catapults in medieval times from medieval times in the movies you see? Those giant catapults that have this huge windup and they, they launch the boulders? That's what it looks like taking a three. But he hits timely threes every now and then. He's got that floater from the free throw line down, the running floater. It looks like he's he's in space floating or in the water floating or whatever. Like The, the, the way he winds up and hits his running floater from 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 a from the free throw line and from below the free throw line as he runs towards the hoop. It's an automatic shot almost. He scores when you need him to score. He can dominate. Man, did he ever dominate Aiton? Speaking of Aiton, what a disappointment. Just didn't play hard, did he? Didn't have the, you need to have resolve to play against and to beat the Joker, especially if you're defending him or he's on you. No resolve from Aiton. Anyways, the Joker, maestro. A lot of talk. A lot of talk. A lot of talk. People saying that he doesn't get the appreciation that he should. I mean, at, from and again, people that watch basketball that have seen him play, I think we appreciate him. I think we know that we're seeing something entirely different. The point center, the things that he can do. Like Stephen A. always says, he can't jump jump on jump. He can't jump onto a curb. Looks kind of like 
like slowish out there, but he's such an intelligent basketball player. Knows where to be at all times. And his playmaking ability is Magic Johnson-like, isn't he? Some of the passes that he makes, his court vision, his ability to see, to read defenses, truly does make everyone around him better. Creates easier shots for, for, for his fellow teammates. But yeah, not surprised. Like Kevin Durant said, it's going to, he said, like Kevin Durant said in the post, post-game presser last night after their loss, that the Joker is an all-time great, that he's not surprised, that he's ridiculous. The Joker is ridiculous. Did he average a triple-double this series? Got to check that out. But if, that, but if he did, that's crazy. Insanity. So they're going to be resting up, play the winner of Lakers and Warriors. 76ers. Oh, man. At home with a chance to, to finish the series and, and, and get to the conference finals. Blew it. You should have won that game. You should have won that game. Harden, 4 for 16, not good enough. Not good enough. Your, your game 5 performance was, was ultimate redemption from your game 4 performance, which is one of your worst playoff games ever. And then you show up in game 5 and have one of your best playoff games ever in terms of affecting winning. And then you toss out another dud. Like I said in the previous recording last week, that I'm be willing to forgive you for all of your previous playoff duds should you show up for game six. You did for game five big time. Showed up, showed out in game five, but not game six. Four for 16, not enough. Not enough. And what's up with not getting him beat the ball in the last four minutes of the game? He didn't touch He didn't touch the ball in the last four minutes of the game, apparently. He complained about it, sort of, indirectly, passive-aggressively in a post, post-game press conference. But there have been some people that have mentioned... That you know, if you're Embiid, you need to to demand the ball. You need to call for the ball. You need to get into the spots in which people can 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 deliver the ball to you for you to be effective. I can agree with that. Kind of seemed he was kind of seemed in the last four minutes he was on the perimeter a lot. Didn't get didn't get himself to the elbow and the paint too much. I know he doesn't play like that, but if you want the ball, you got to get get yourself into the sweet spots. And I think that's where the Celtics would be vulnerable in defending you, Mister Embiid. But yes, what about Doc Rivers? Maybe calling a timeout. Get the ball to Embiid, or if you're Harden, or if you're Maxi, or whoever on the team, you got to find a way to get Embiid the ball, man. But yeah, James Harden, four for sixteen, just that's not good enough, man. The bench only scored eleven points. Maxi nine for twenty. I mean, that's close to fifty percent, but you're capable of better, probably, in terms of just being able to to to, to affect winning a little more so. A few more points, maybe some better efficiency. Tobias Harris, one for seven. One for seven? Come on, man. You're the third scoring option. You've got to bring more than that. Prime opportunity to seal the deal and take yourself to Eastern Conference Finals. And yes, the Celtics have not been good at home in the playoffs. I think they're only 500 at the moment. And yes, they've had their issues. But that's a tall ask, man. Winning a game seven in Boston when you've already had a road win. Disappointing 76ers. And I feel for Embiid. I feel like he's not getting the kind of support he needs either. Could their team be, be, be deeper in terms of roster, uh, roster building? Probably. But they're right there on the cusp of it. You had the Celtics down 3-2, man. Should have wrapped it up. But you didn't. Man. 
I can't believe the Heat are still in the playoffs. They're clearly undermanned. Lost Hero in the first round. You know, and in terms of roster construction, you know, I, I can't recall the specifics, but they do have a lot of undrafted players on that roster. But again, you know, the Heat, the heat culture, headed by Pat Riley for a long time, and still, just building these prototypical, hard-playing, smart basketball teams. Spolstra is probably the best coach in the NBA, is he not? Really can do so much with less. I can't believe they're still in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, all the credit in the world to Jimmy Buckets. But I mean, you know, they're just, they just keep winning. And it's impressive, given the circumstances that they're in. And, and don't get me wrong. Obviously, they, they had the best record in the NBA last, last season, or in the East anyways. I can't recall which. Same core group, right? But just when you compare them to Boston or to, or to Milwaukee, who they beat, they just don't have as much talent as these, as these other teams, and they just keep plugging away. A lot of people had the Knicks winning this series. This doesn't look that way. He's been shutting them down defensively. And look, I don't think the Knicks are a flawed team. They're just missing a couple of pieces, right? Jalen Brunson, beautiful season. Incredible what he's done. No one, expect, no one saw that coming in terms of how he's affecting winning for the New York Knicks. R.J. Barrett has stepped up in this series. Randall had a couple of terrible games. Started off uh, terrible in, in game five, but he stepped up, redeemed himself. And again, Randall, fantastic player, I think. He's tough, versatile in a lot of ways, uh, but he's not a best player on a championship team. He'd be perfect as your third or fourth best player, right? Nick's just, you know, missing a superstar, missing a superstar, I guess. Anyhow, there you have it. A little bit of a recap before all the, the game sixes coming up. So, yeah, um, is the Warriors' dynasty over? I've been underestimating them quite a bit considering they're my favorite team. And I'm going to say right now that I believe that Steph Curry's going to have one of those games. I think we are going to get a Game 6 clay. See you, Game 7. After Game 7. <laughs> Warriors and Lakers. It's going 7. This is from the Hoop. <laughs>